All right, good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Today is Sunday, April 18th, 2021, and there's a fair amount of news to report uh, considering, you know, it's a, it's a Sunday. There's a few things that have gone on around the world in the last couple of days, so let's um, let's jump right into it. So first off, Raul Castro just stepped down. Hopefully I said his name right. Ending the Castro reign in Cuba, uh, if you want to call it that. I'm, look, the whole, the, the you know, the thing with the Cuban Missile Crisis and the, going back to the 60s and what have you, it really depends on your perspective on on what went down with Cuba, whether you were, you know, alive or not, whether you learned to read the history and things like this. So I don't want to comment. It's it's quite complex, not so much controversial as it is complex. But um yeah, I mean, look, Fidel Castro was in power for a very long time. I think the guy had like something like 50 or 60 confirmed assassination attempts against him. He survived all of them. If I'm not mistaken, a cool little fun fact, I believe at the time the CIA worked with the uh, with the Italian mafia, which was very powerful in the 60s and 70s, as most people know, to try to poison Castro by putting, um, I believe it was uh, poison in his cigars and it still didn't work. I have to say, folks, you know, I, I got to, um, I, I want to use this word carefully, but the respect I have for the way in which Castro handled himself in terms of not allowing himself to get killed is interesting to me because it's a very limited f type of respect, but I, I, I would, I guess we could say, I mean, look, if, do you know how hard it is to be able to avoid like f multiple dozens and dozens of assassination attempts so i'm not trying to say that i agree with what castro did in the past and things like that but i mean to be able to avoid that many assassination attempts you got to give the guy a little bit of credit you know what i mean if we're if we're taking a fully neutral stance and we're not letting our emotion get in the way of our politics it's true right so anyways uh the next thing is that biden is now considering extending actually no sorry he ended up extending the uh the refugee limit cap if i'm not mistaken look he got pressure to and they knew that it would only look good for him with regards to the immigrants coming in. It would look good on behalf of the Democratic establishment. So he did it, right? The next thing is that the Israeli army released a video of its airstrike against Hamas and Gaza. This comes down to your politics and your perspective on Israel, what you think about Netanyahu's strategy about, you know, Israel showing force. And in a lot of ways, we could very strongly argue Netanyahu has crossed the line. But here's the thing, like in the, within the, 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 the region of the Middle East geographically, here's the thing. Thing, though who's gonna stop him and i seriously mean that it's not i mean it, we could argue you know there's a little bit of imperialistic uh implications there but who's gonna stop him i mean he, he's backed by the u.s we can also argue you know israel um runs many aspects of of the west in general you know america and canada we could argue that um through their intelligence operations but ultimately it, it comes down to what you think should be done because there's some people that say netanyahu's got to go he's a warmonger this and that there's other people that say he's got to stay because even though he might be a warmonger you know he he's he uh, he has no hesitancy to protect uh the holy land which is you know israel right so again it's a very heated thing a lot of people have very controversial views if you will but hey you know um I, i'm just here to report it as of them releasing the video i mean it, it's it's i don't want to say propaganda but it's just to show like listen you know we're hammering down hamas and gaza so uh, 
according to human rights, you know, uh, advisors and analysts, if you will, Israel shouldn't be doing it at all. But again, all these regulations for the UN and, you know, all the European Union and all these fancy things, you know, NATO, everything sounds nice until the real superpowers come in, which are generally, again, Russia, China, the UK, uh, Israel, the US, you know, generally that. So, you know, it's funny how the rules are made and then all of a sudden they're they're broken and it's just kind of like, ah, whatever, because what are you going to say to Israel or the US? What, what are you going to say to them? And it's true. Like, you know, so anyways, the next thing is that um, a second case of a blood clot linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine was found in Canada. Huh. I'm going to leave that where it is. I'm just going to leave that right there. Uh, the next thing is that Alexei Navalny is allegedly dying from a hunger strike and could go into cardiac arrest any minute, according to some doctors there. Okay. Here's the thing. There's some people that are saying, listen, what is he doing? He should just eat and, you know, stop the hunger strike and just get himself better and just not basically run against Putin, if you will. But I guess we could say it's too late for him to have to be a free man, so to speak. Others will say, well, this looks bad on Putin because now it's making... Um, it's making Navalny a martyr, basically. Here's the thing. Whether or not he's a martyr, it comes down to can Putin control the protests? If there are protests that come from Navalny dying or even right now him being on a hunger strike... Putin doesn't care. I'll, I'll say this again. And I say this in general to like the, 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 the media and the journalists that write about this stuff. I know it's about the clicks and it's about the views and whatever, but he doesn't care as long as Putin can, as long as he can control the protests, what's the, and, and he keeps the people in power happy at, at, you know, the higher echelon levels of the Russian government. It's true. What are they going to like, what's going to happen? And then it, it's terrible to say, but if you guys want the honest and brutal reality, so what? Um, the, the way Putin will see it is Navalny dies a martyr. Okay, I'm still in power. Big whoop. There might be some people that'll cry over his death, but okay, big deal. You just move on. It's true. It's, it's, it's the way it is. So again, I mean, look, I get what Navalny's doing. In a way, I can, I can respect it and admire it. But at the same time, like I've been saying, folks, for weeks, what did you think when you got on that plane from Germany back to Russia? Come on, right? So the next thing is that uh, having to do with Russia, I just want to continue on this. Folks, it turns out that the whole Russia putting uh, paying um, putting bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan turns out to be false. You can check the articles, the mainstream media. They just slipped it in there. You can check World uh, BBC, Al Jazeera, New York Times. It turned out to be false. Not the Washington Post because they won't admit when they fucked up. Part of my English. The intelligence community walked it back saying it was based on sketchy intelligence at best, which basically means they made it up. Basically. You mean the CIA lied? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know the CIA lies. You know what I mean? So Jen Psaki, Biden's press secretary, was then asked about it, and she dodged like you wouldn't believe. Pardon my French here. What a fucking joke. What a joke. I'm upset at the fact that they pushed this story like a motherfucker just to push against Trump. And I'm not trying to go pro-Trump, but if we're being fully fair here, let's talk about massive media corporations railing against Trump. You remember that Axios interview? With, um, what was his name? With, jo with Jonathan Swan there? When he said, he goes, sir, it was in your written briefing and Trump said, no, it wasn't. It turns out Trump was right. 
I mean, look, Trump has been wrong about a lot of things, but this time around he was right. And this is one of the biggest stories that was pushed by the Biden campaign. Now, allegedly, the real reason for this was because Trump wanted to pull troops out very, very early and very, very quickly, right? And very efficiently. And people within the military industrial complex basically made up and or leaked this story, basically speaking, right? In order to slow down the withdrawal of troops to justify saying, hey, we got to keep the troops there because Russia's now paying, putting bounties on U.S. soldiers' heads. You, you see what I'm saying here, folks? It was a bullshit story. The Washington Post had said they confirmed it. What was his name? I think it was John Hudson said he confirmed it. He didn't. And in his own article that he claimed where he confirmed it, he said at the end, if confirmed. So did you confirm it or not? And for those that are on the um, the Patreon members only episode, the most uh, Patreon members only, the most recent episode, excuse me, when I talk about how the uh, these news anchors in the mainstream media, they'll say things like, oh, we just learned. We just learned from the CIA. So you just learned from the CIA. I'm not saying to believe Putin or Russia, but I would be nearly just as damn skeptical in my humble opinion about whenever the CIA says something. So when the CIA says something, that's it. It's God. It's, it, that's it. It's just done. Right? Because, you know, the CIA doesn't own, you know, 10, 20% of Facebook. The CIA doesn't have, you know, infiltration and investments in massive me media companies. Like, what a joke. What a joke. And then no one, and this is the problem. The tweet from John Hudson, who's a journalist, I say that with air quotes, on uh, for the Washington Post, his original tweet has not been removed, but somehow James O, excuse me, James O'Keefe's tweet gets removed of that video of that CNN technical director, Charlie Chester. This only, val this only validates even further what Charlie Chester was saying. You just throw shit up. Like when Charlie Chester said, we brought on uh, at CNN, we brought on a bunch of uh, medical doctors and stuff to analyze Trump's behavior if he had any medical issues, but they had nothing. They had nothing, folks. They it, Charlie Chester admitted it on the date. He said, we were just throwing things up to see if they, it, what stuck. How is that any different than what CNN accuses Fox News of doing? Do you see what I'm saying? So let's let's be fair and let's be consistent. This stuff pisses me off because... I, I'm as most of you probably saw too, if you follow politics, even lightly, this story was rampant for months, like, and it was bullshit. So this is what pisses me off when people say, well, you know, I know my, I know my facts because I check the Washington Times, uh, Washington Post, and then I check the New York Times, then I check, you know, a BB, uh, CNN, uh, not really BBC, I'm not going to lie, they're a little more fair, uh, actually, but uh, then I check, you know, um, MSNBC and NBC, yeah, because when they're all fed the same goddamn story by the CIA, they're all going to run with it, so how is that validating anything, that's just like saying, you know, you have five friends, you line them up against the wall, hey, you, uh, like, like, you know, you ask them a random question, and the next one goes, yeah, 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 because you told all five of them at, right into, at the same time, it's the same idea, the CIA lined them all up and just fed them the story, and just pumped it, pumped it, pumped it, you see what I'm saying, like, God damn it, man. This is what pisses me off. And then and then we get questioned for, you know, making one or two posts or we get, sorry, censored for making one or two posts about, you know, concerns having to do with the COVID vaccine. But when Zuckerberg was caught in a private video conference questioning the efficacy and the, the safetiness of the vaccine, that's fine, right? Like this is, this is, it's right in our faces now. Anyways, the next thing is that there were a hundred people injured after a train derailed in Egypt, which is very unfortunate. Um, next, uh, Syria is holding presidential elections on May 26th. I'm curious to see what will happen here. I have not been following the politics of, of uh, Syrian politics. What I do know is that it's still a very war-torn country. Um, look, it, it's stories like what I just mentioned that make me even question if Saddam, uh, if, um, 
if Assad gassed his own people because allegedly he didn't. So again, and there's evidence to suggest that too. So, but the reason why this, you know, this supposed to be unbiased nuclear gas chemical commission thing basically said that they had to lie because it would, if they didn't lie, it would push or it would look good on Russia. Like they got it. They're, they got to stop with this Russia stuff, man. Like, and the reason why I say that folks is not because I'm, I'm not saying Russia is not an enemy, right? We got to be extremely vigilant of Russia, just like China, but they got to stop making this shit up. This is like this is just going to ramp up and, and this is probably what they want but this seems like it's ramping up another mini version of a of a cold war kind of tension like come on you know the um the next thing is that lebanon faces tough ramadan amid insane food prices yeah i mean it's true the, the food prices of the price of everything has gone up uh, all over the world i'd imagine um unless i'm totally missing something here but yeah it's unfortunate uh the next thing is that the us and china agreed to tackle the climate crisis with urgency Okay, this is how you know it's a puppet show, not the climate part. The fact that, okay, they can go back and forth and argue viciously about one thing, and then the next thing it's like, yeah, no, we're just going to hold hands metaphorically on the climate thing, no problem. Like, I understand, you know, the excuses, well, we have to be civil, we can, di we can disagree here, but we, you know, we, we have to, that doesn't mean we should close the door metaphorically for everything else. Folks, it's a, if they're as passionate as they say when they go back and forth about the Muslim Uyghurs and COVID and this and that with China, or when China accuses the U.S. of, you know, false flags and things like this. I mean, it, it, who do you blame at this point? Who do you blame? It's a puppet. It's like when Kamala Harris gave a, um, a fist bump to Lindsey Graham, right? A few months ago before she became, she, when she was vice president elect, if I'm not mistaken, while they were viciously going at it on Twitter, it's a, it's a puppet show. It's a show. It's a two-sided, it's a two-party system to try to just make the heads keep clashing because the infighting is what keeps the control. It's simple, right? Now, I'm not saying that about all the politicians. I want to make this very clear. But, you know, because there, I, I do firmly believe there are some good ones on both sides. But it's, you, can, you can probably count them on, a, on your hand how many there are. The next thing is that Saudi Arabia and Iranian officials held direct talks in Iraq, allegedly to try to make their relationship better. Yeah, because lately it's kind of been like a tit for tat kind of thing that's been going on. So, I mean, look, uh, it, it's 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 tough. Like, and I don't I don't take joy in saying this, but the Middle East is 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 a mess generally, and it's it's so unfortunate. And because um, again, I have a lot of friends that are that are live in the Middle East right now uh, that were from the Middle East, and they tell me they go, Dave, it's. Uh, it's a mess. There are certain parts of the Middle East that are that are beautiful in terms of, you know, uh, ge ge uh, geographically and things like that. But I mean, come on, it's unfortunate to see so many bombs being dropped, so much war. And look, we can argue that's because partly because of the West and many other things as well, too. So I don't know. The next thing is that a Pakistan cabinet shakeup sees fourth finance minister in two years. Okay. Well, sure, that's that's interesting. Um, but more importantly, the Pakistani government shut down social media for uh, X amount of hours. I don't know exactly how long over concerns of potential protests. You see that right there, folks? That's suppression because they know that's how people like you and I gather to protest social media. Very simple. Now, could I don't know if you know an app like Telegram would be allowed in Pakistan or if it if it's uh, functioning there. But again. These are all tools that are that governments have real trouble uh, suppressing in real time. So what do you do? Just shut down the whole thing. At that point, you might as well just not give them internet. 
because again this is exactly what what these major government bodies fear now i'm not saying the protests in pakistan are good i'm just using that as a general example of the way in which humans and people like you and i come together to say look we like this or we don't like this it's simple right the next thing is that China's economy grew, well, okay, we have to be vigilant to these numbers, but 18.3% in a post-COVID comeback. I want to see where those numbers came from. I mean, it came from, the BBC reported it, and even though they are mainstream media and, and you know, what have you, they're not nearly as propagandistic, if that's a word, I think it is, as the West media, Western media generally. I want to know where that number came from. If China said it, I don't believe it. I mean, again, we're at the point in time, folks, where, People are waking up, not not just in a spiritual sense, but in the in, in the sense of they're questioning everything. They're saying, okay, just because, you know, the New York Times wrote it, does that actually mean it happened? And then you look into it, and it turns out the things that we've been falling for for years in the 70s, 80s, 90s, when we'd open a newspaper or a magazine, it turns out it's the same idea. It's just at the time, we did not know any better, right? So, again, which is why independent uh, news, I guess we could say, or reporting organizations are getting censored all over YouTube and things like that. The next thing is that the UK and the EU are having talks on Northern Ireland, um, in, uh, and it's intensifying. Uh, it allegedly has to do with the UK breaching their deal with Northern Ireland regarding the sea border checks. Look, it's unfortunate to see you know this whole thing with Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland, and, and all that. Um, some people may disagree with me. I have a few friends that are Irish, a few friends that are Scottish, a lot of friends that are British. It's unfortunate. The UK is a nice place. Uh, again, this is just tip the typical, you know, uh, long-standing tension, if you will. And um, I mean, it's certainly not as bad as the tension between Israel and Palestine. That's for sure. I mean, at least with with over here, the EU and the UK and Northern Ireland, they'll actually sit down to talk. Uh, you know, Israel and Palestine, they won't even be in the same room at a UN uh, assembly. I'm not even kidding. So again, let's see what comes of that. The next thing is that Facebook faces a massive legal action, a lawsuit over a data leak of 530 million users, including phone numbers, credit cards, emails, you name it. Now, Facebook made a statement saying that the data was scrapped and was never available to anyone in the public. We'll see what comes of that. Facebook is so bad for privacy. So freaking bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's again the cia owns like 10 or 20 percent of facebook in unofficially so i mean come on right uh and the final thing and this is quite ironic uh, new mexico governor michelle lujan grisham uh, a democrat has paid out 62.5 thousand dollars uh to settle a dispute with a male staffer a male staffer who accused her of grabbing his penis and laughing at him which is he which is technically sexual assault hey i mean look if, if it works both ways it works both ways i mean it turns out that you know clearly when a settlement is made you know one party's guilty it's basically just you know take the money shut up simple right like i say it could happen with men too that's why i always say whenever you know women accuse men i always say when i give I, when i try to give metaphorical examples it could always happen the other way around as well right so do I think that the guy was, you know, traumatized that, you know, an older female woman, regardless if she's a politician or not, grabbed his junk? No, I honestly, I, without looking into it, I would dare to say he did it to try to prove a point. Now, if he genuinely was traumatized by that, I I don't know. I on it with with all due respect, I don't know how even if you didn't want it, even if you, like as a guy, I don't know how you can get traumatized by that. L like, I mean generally speaking it's it's you know what guy wouldn't want a woman to come up and just grab their junk but i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean so um 
yeah so anyways that's it for today um and we will catch all of you later in the day cheers